1: Tom Bernard show with Ralph Basham, hackmaster. Josh Basham.
2: And Andy Brett Bernard.
1: What happened to Smash 'em Basham? Well, no, yeah, Josh is Smashed
3: Basham. Smashed Basham. <laughs> well, I like it. We'll be right back. Hour two, Tom Bernard show. Join us every Thursday at 2 o'clock Central for our newest podcast, Car Selling Secrets. It'll be co-hosted by me, Tom Bernard, and Doug Sprinthal from Walzer Automotive Group. We'll be talking about lots of stuff relating to how dealership sales actually work, as well as the latest product updates from nearly every make sold in the USA. If you have questions for the podcast, either email doug at walser.com or call the studio live at 952-800-1492.
4: And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. It works.
3: It's been good. (laughs) It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact
4: you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant.
3: Treat me like a fool. I was just doing the bumper music there. What do you think? We are back, ladies and gentlemen. A little news, a little information.
1: All we do is deliver. We well, del- thanks for all your support we, there. We de- deliver on all the topics that are important to you, including reverse worn appliances. Appliances, yeah. The- appliances. Marital appliances. Well, he's just talking oh. sex toys.
3: Yeah. So, yeah, that's what it is. I cannot tell you how many people listening to this show, only men, no women, I cannot tell you how many men who listen to the show texted me or emailed me and said, my wife doesn't own any sex toys. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> that, you, that you know about. <laughs> that you know about. I love that, though. This is like, he doesn't need that kind of stuff. I'm a manly man. <laughs> Doing manly things. Using manly ports. I know. Oh, man, exactly. That's the whole shooting match. That's that's all I got to tell you. But in any case, ladies and gentlemen, I, I, I this makes me sad. D'Amico and Sons closing Grand Avenue location after
2: 20 years. Yeah. Why
3: are they closing it? Yeah, I used to go there, didn't you, Andy? When
2: you uh, lived over there. Grand. Oh, What's grand, the cross street?
3: Uh, I will tell you in a second here. Something? One of the most well-known names in Twin Cities restaurants will have one less shop after this coming weekend. St. Paul location of D'Amico & Sons, a casual pizza-pasta cafe, known for its bargain date-night dinners and unlimited wine and beer deals, is closing February 24th as the last day of service at Eatery at nine seventy five grand. What would that be, Nine seventy five. I don't know. Oh. I don't know. I don't know what that would be. But what I do uh, know is that Brian is on the phone. Brian is. Okay. Well, I just want to mention that quickly. I'll just read one more paragraph, and I'll be ready to go. Uh, after 22 years in St. Paul, we want to thank our customers who have been so loyal. Owner Larry D'Amico said in a statement, our lease is up, and we will not be renewing, but we hope all of our guests will continue to dine at our other locations. So, uh, yeah, I, Larry, I really like Larry. He's a, he's a great guy. So all the best to Larry D'Amico and... The whole shooting match, but yeah, I love those places. D'Amico and Sons, there's one by our house uh, right there on Highway 55 in Golden Valley. So that's cool. Brian Toohey with us. How you doing, Brian?
0: Fine, how are you doing this afternoon?
3: Marvelous, thank you. I will tell you something, you picked the right show to appear on because since I was nine years old, nine years old, I've been a Viking fan, and they've never won the Super Bowl, Brian. What the hell? Is the fix in?
0: It, uh, potentially, and yeah, definitely. That's what I write about. I write about corruption and game fixing in sports, and uh, this falls right on that purview for sure.
3: Yeah, I, I just... Uh, yeah. I've kind of thought that my whole life and said, wait a second. You're one of the best teams in football year after year after year. I mean, in the 1970s, they were as good as it got. They never even came close. To, once they got to the Super Bowl, including their very first Super Bowl against Kansas City, and they were favored, I believe, by 13 points in that game. They got their ass handed to them, and I went, what, what changed here? Why?" And here's what I would ask you, Brian, and this is, this is the evidence to me that appears to me. Why do teams, whether it be football, baseball, basketball, hockey, whatever the, the sport is, they get to the big game, Stanley Cup, Super Bowl, the World Series, whatever it is, and all of a sudden they change the way they play the game? What is that all about?
0: Well, I think you have to even take a step further back. But I like to tell people, you know, fans and people who have never heard of me or even don't follow sports is that there is no law. And I repeat, there is no law that prevents a league like the NFL or the NBA from fixing one of its own games. Right. Okay, there's nothing That's that exactly prevents this right. from happening. So
1: it's basically entertainment. Mean? Thank yep. you. And so once you It's exactly what once I've always you consider said. that
0: it's entertainment, then it changes everything. But because it's like I say, you know, to people you know, if you don't like how the Bachelor ends, you don't like which Bachelorette got the rose <laughs> at the very end, who got the proposal. I like it. Can right. you you know, sue the network over that? Well, no. And if you don't like you know, that your favorite book was turned into a movie and you, they changed the ending of the book to suit the movie, you can't sue them over that. So if you were like a Saints fan and you saw that your team basically got hosed by the officials in a right. championship game against the Rams, you have no legal recourse. There is nothing that prevents the league from altering the outcome of one of its games to get a result that suits them the best. And it will get them the most money, the most ratings, the most ad revenue, and everything that follows. But once you understand that, then sports changes entirely for people.
2: I wonder if that's one of the reasons that sports betting is and always will be illegal. Because once the state gets into it, then if they, if they found out that a game is fixed, then the state would be liable because they're now... Taking money for something that is actually fixed, not something that's actually a competition.
0: The problem with that is you can bet on professional wrestling,
2: but not officially. It's like not like not like you can't go to the government and in Europe.
0: In Europe, you can. Yeah, you can bet on professional. Really, you can bet on the outcome of WrestleMania.
1: (laughs) So whoa, 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 whoa! So they put they have a line. They have uh, they have odds in oh Yeah, I Mm. love it.
0: So, but I mean, I talk- think that is. I think you're on the right track, though. I think that's one of the reasons why the professional leagues fought against the legalization of sports gambling, is because then, like with horse racing, oh. if it is legalized, there is more oversight. There is when there is questionable results, when there is unusual betting patterns, somebody will flag it. Somebody will investigate it. And who knows where that may lead. And that's what's happened in Europe. And that's why we know, like, soccer matches the world over have been fixed. Tennis oh. matches the world over have been fixed. Cricket matches have been fixed. Rugby matches have been fixed. All because the legalized sports gambling entities have done investigations, turned it over to law enforcement, and it's resulted in arrests and convictions mm-hmm. for game fixing
3: in those sports.
1: Well, God, it's amazing. Well, it's, you know, there's there's two two pieces of, of, of the gambling that, I, that are available. One is uh, legal gambling, and one is illegal gambling. And I can, you know, and I, I and Brian, you, you, you can, if you if you agree or disagree, is that I wonder if they have, you know, they plug all these numbers in a supercomputer, and if one point means ten million dollars, yeah, there ain't going to be that point before the yeah. spread goes well, and, and things and like that.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, and the problem is, especially in the United States right now, is because it's still vastly illegal to bet on sports. Mm. Nobody knows where the money goes. Nobody knows who's betting on what. There is no oversight. And, I mean, the FBI estimates that illegal sports gambling, prior to starting to become legalized in places like New Jersey and whatever, but legalized illegal sports gambling was maybe the number one moneymaker for organized crime in the United States.
1: Yeah, it, and it, so it, by it, legalizing
0: it, it you yeah. kind of take that out. But then hopefully you add some oversight to watch what's going on. Yeah,
1: that probably supplanted the numbers. The racketeering yeah. with numbers.
3: Mm. Yeah. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. We're talking to Brian Toohey. His book is called The Fixes Still in Corruption and Conspiracies The Pro Sports Leagues Don't Want You to Know About. Uh, Brian, I've been doing a morning show as well as this show. I've been doing a morning show for, for going into my 34th year now. And I remember 30-some years ago when I said, if you don't think there's an understanding in professional sports, you're asleep at the wheel. And I didn't say they were fixed. I just said, there's definitely an understanding. You see things happen that should never happen in professional sports. So that's where I started all those years ago, Brian, is there's definitely an understanding about who's supposed to win this game. Don't you think?
0: Well, and I think a lot of fans see that and recognize it, but it doesn't always – go to the next level for him. Because like you said, you can watch a football game on your 60-inch HD TV screen at home and see, you know, that player was clearly out of bounds. And then the referee will walk out on the field after a video review and say, no, you know what, he was in bounds. And you're like, no, he wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) I can see it. He wasn't in bounds. You know, you're insane. I love it. So the question is, why do these supposedly bad calls take place? And I think what it is, is there's a difference between getting the call right and getting the call correct didn't call correct would mean yeah that guy was out of bounds but for the league the right call may be yeah he should be in bounds and that's the big difference
1: why are all the uh, reviews done in new york
0: that's a good question too why can't we listen to the conversations between the re- referees and the review officials in new york wouldn't they be great for television to be able to hear what they're talking about you what rules they're talking about
1: or let the local yeah. refs they make don't. that decision they do
0: it in, you know Again, outside the United States, it actually happens. You can hear that, like, in cricket and rugby matches. But in the United Oh, really? States, they don't make that, you know, t- yeah. But you can't do it here in the United States, supposedly. Why? Well, so I think it's because you lose control.
3: Yeah, that's true. Brian, it, do you have any idea, because I do not what kind of money we're talking about here, uh, because it's always about the money. There, it's not about the sport. It's not about the game. It's always about the money. So how, how much money are we talking that goes, you know, from hand to hand? You mean
0: the, like illegal sports gambling or you mean the league themselves? Well, illegal sports because gambling I mean, and league, also. Well, I was going to say, the leagues themselves, you know, the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, the NHL, approximately they make about $80 billion in revenue a year. But they estimate the illegal gambling market is at least double that, if not more. So you're talking so gambling talking to... is perhaps $200 billion a year industry. Illegal gambling.
3: You're a talking a quarter of a trillion dollars. Yeah. And I...
1: and how much? And oh
0: people God. don't think corruption seeps into that anywhere. That's no. the amazing part. Of think there's <laughs> yes, no way right. a game can be fixed, despite. Billions upon billions of dollars being wagered. That's completely unregulated, unmonitored, and unwatched.
1: How much is bet it in – I'm sorry. How much is bet in Vegas? I mean in, in illegal in, – in the it, sports books?
0: In Vegas, it, it, it maybe – I think it was like 3 or $4 billion. Last Jesus. year. Something like that. So how do the casinos – minuscule compared to the illegal.
5: How do the casinos then in, in Vegas deal with that <clears throat> possibility of uh, different outcomes that they may not expect? Or is there – possibly an understanding there.
0: Well, I've never, I mean, I've talked to a current head of a sports book and a former head of the sports book, and both of them told me, you know, they never had contact whatsoever with any sports league ever. That The league never, you know, despite the fact that leagues will still say, we monitor what's going on, you know, in Las Vegas and with the gambling markets. Supposedly, you know, these were two of the biggest sports book operators, legal sports book operators in Las Vegas, and they said they never heard from one of the leagues ever. So I don't know how much is monitored, how much communication really goes back and forth between the two. But, I mean, you know, Las Vegas, even the sports books there don't lose. They don't make a lot of money on sports gambling, and right. it's more of kind of a nice thing almost that they offer it and, you know, something to entice people into the casinos with. But, you know, that's not where they make the money. So, if you know, they win a little here, lose a little there. As one book operator told me, you know, we'll hold the $20 you bet for 20 of the 30 days of the month. You can hold it for the other 10 days of the month. That's kind of how they viewed it.
1: Hmm. Oh, so they're making money on the float. Yeah.
0: Yeah, pretty much on the VIG. You
3: know what I noticed, Brian, is that after, you know, hosting these shows for all these years, that people will absolutely believe that the United States government is fixed, but they won't believe that sports are fixed. <laughs> 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 I don't really understand that at all. That's, that's it's like, very what? true.
0: Well, I think, I think what it comes down to is a lot of people who watch sports have that fantasy, whereas if I were that player, I would live up to all the cliches. You know, I would give 110%. I would always take it to the next level and blah, blah, blah. So I think they project themselves <laughs> into that and think, well, there's no way I would do it. Yeah. So why would one of these guys do that? And I think that's the problem is because, again, it's disassociative and it is entertainment, that people don't make the connection. And that's what I try to do with my writing is try to make fans be more informed. I don't say stop watching the games. I say, look, understand it is entertainment. It can't be manipulated. It probably is manipulated. And just watch with that mindset, and then everything will change for you.
4: It just
3: it fascinates me that people can watch a year. Because, as I said, since I was nine years old, I've been watching the Minnesota Vikings and Minnesota Twins. I was a little too late for the Minneapolis Lakers. They weren't around by the time I was born. But the Timberwolves now in town. We, uh, you do know, Brian, and maybe you don't know this, but I think you probably do. Minnesota is known around the world as the state of hockey. The Hall of Fames are in Minnesota. All this hockey stuff. is. Over. We've had two professional hockey teams never even sniffed a Stanley Cup. They are in one, I think they got blown out four to one in, in four games to one, I think. I don't remember exactly, but the state of hockey can't win the Stanley Cup. We've never won a Stanley Cup, a Super Bowl trophy. We won two World Series in 87 and 91. And I'll tell you something, Brian. I was talking to my daughter, who's just turned 30 years old two weeks ago, okay? She just turned 30. Yeah. And I said, well, at least we had the 91 Twins. And she goes, I was two. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, you're right. So, yeah, you've never seen anybody be successful. The University of Minnesota is well, a complete disaster.
0: But I, you did see your Stars win the Stanley Cup once they moved them down to Texas.
3: Well, that's right, the Dallas Stars, once they moved to Texas. Then they started winning... It's just, Brian, i got to be amazing, honest it's with you. It's amazing so how they worked out,
0: isn't it? I mean, well, you have, yes. like you say, a state of hockey fans like Minnesota. You don't need them to win because you don't need no, to build that's a fan right. base. You have one built in. Very good That's why you saw, like, the Stars move to Dallas and win. You saw the, you know, the Whalers move out of Hartford to Carolina and win. You saw the Las Vegas oh, yeah. Golden Knights come out of nowhere and almost win. But that's where they almost, needed fans yeah. to be built up. So that's oh, that a, is a so I love it to make
3: it like that win i'm really really glad you're on can you can you stay for another segment do you have time sure oh wonderful brian tui with us ladies and gentlemen the book is called the fixes still in corruption and conspiracies the pro sports leagues don't want you to know about we'll be right back more with brian right after this tom bernard show We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Our very special guest today, Brian Tuey, T U O H Y. By the way, the book is called "The Fix Is Still in Corruption and Conspiracies: The Pro Sports Leagues Don't Want You to Know About." Brian, my next, uh, my next observation, and I've noticed this over o- over all the years. I've actually been in radio for 48 years. So, uh, and, and one of the stations I worked at had the Minnesota Vikings uh, broadcast rights. But when I go on the air and talk about, oh, my God, that was such a screw job by the officials at this game, I just – look, there's an understanding. There's something going on here. I cannot tell you how pissed off my listeners get at me. They get really angry at me for bringing that up.
0: Really? Well, that's because I think, again, they think of the purity of sport like we'd all like it to be. Yeah. But, again, like you say, there's corruption in the government. There's corruption in business. Unfortunately, there's corruption in religion. No. Why well, do people think yeah. this in <laughs> <and> a multi-billion <laughs> no. dollar industry like sports is corruption-free? Yeah, I that's mean, what And I it's was... not even corruption. I mean, you know, because <laughs> what I tried to point out is, take this example. is If you're McDonald's, okay, and you come up with a new food additive that clears the FDA that's perfectly legal to add to the hamburgers, that makes the hamburgers taste better, every time you take a bite, McDonald's is going to put that in our hamburgers tomorrow, Right. Because they're going to sell more hamburgers because everybody's going to say they taste better every time they take a bite. Well, that's what the NFL, the NBA, and all these sports leagues can do. They can manipulate the games as you watch them, most likely through the officiating, to make them more exciting, to keep you watching until the final gun is blown, you know. I mean, they can do this and do it legally. The only law that comes close to stopping them is the Sports Bribery Act in 1964, But that really only covers if you bribe someone to alter the outcome of a game. But if it's an official who works for the league, there's no bribery involved. It's just the league tells them, hey, we want you to do this. This is how we want you to do your job. They go out in the field and do their job the way they're instructed to. No laws being broken. So, again, you can manipulate all you want and outright fix the game all you want, and there's no recourse.
3: Now, here's what I love about that. And, and it, it just happened this week, as a matter of fact, the last seven days. Colin Kaepernick, who was a mediocre quarterback at best, he couldn't throw a ball to save his life. He's good at running the ball, had one decent year and nothing after that. He acts like a complete jerk and does all this other stuff that he does. And then, based on no evidence at all, he sues the NFL and they give him $80 million. There's no, th- he had no evidence at all that there was collusion in the league against him. No evidence at all, and yet they handed just handed over $80 million to get him to shut up, didn't they?
0: Well, I think, for one, first of all, people forget there was collusion at baseball back in the 1980s that was Oh, ruined. yeah. And mm-hmm. the owners got together in a room. I mean, people think, you know, well, these conspiracies can't happen in professional sports. Wrong. In the 1980s, every owner of Major League Baseball and the commissioner got into a room and said, we're not going to pay free agents anything. Let's you right. know, lower salaries. Let's get a handle on this, and they did it. They got busted for it, but they did it. <laughs> so I mean, there is yeah. collusion, and I'm sure there's other sorts of collusion. So I don't think Kaepernick was completely off base in thinking, hey, they might be colluding against me. Right. What I think is right. more important is the fact that they settled. They have a non-disclosure agreement, and none of the NFL's dirty laundry is ever going to be aired about any of this That's ever, it. unless there's some sort of fine. <laughs>
3: That's the problem. That's exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. now, Brian. I I gotta ask you, was your heart broken by a team when you were a kid?
0: No, I'm just
3: cynical and kind of a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> so there's nothing in it for you. You're just other than being cynical. Yeah. I mean, I I, I be honest well, it, with you. Seriously, I it's just it's been my whole life. Our teams have sucked, except for two years with the Twins.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can understand. And the frustration, because I get that occasionally from, like, Lions fans or Browns fans. They're like, well, how come if it's yeah. fixed, they don't ever fix it for us? And I think what a lot of times it boils down to is, you know, what can the league promote? What's the storyline that they can promote that'll get people hooked? And I think what happens is, like, a team with the Browns, where they've had so many number one draft picks, that have, and they've picked so many bad quarterbacks and players over the years, is they never really hit upon somebody who's actually talented, really, truly talented, because certain things, you know, people just can't do. You know, not everybody can be LeBron James, and there is a certain talent involved, but at the same time, if you have a team that has a talented player or develops a storyline like the Saints after Hurricane Katrina that the league can say, hey, we can promote this, we can make money off of this, it'll get people hooked, then they'll roll with it, and those teams will get the, quote, you know, help, unquote, they needed, to go over the hump and get to the next level. And I think that's the whole thing is you still have to get lucky and still have to have talented players or something that will attract fans to their television sets, and then the league will help them out. I don't think they just go, you know, pick a name out of the hat and go, this year we're going to help uh, the Jets, and they're going to be the Super Bowl champion. They, I right, think they have right. to see something that, you know, generates interest, and then that'll follow.
3: I will tell you something, Brian, and it's, oh, by the way, website, Brian Toohey's website, thefixisin.net. I love it. net. So um, I have a lot of friends from Rhode Island and Massachusetts, and I'm getting really sick of them winning everything. Boston wins everything. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, what is what is that all about? I mean, the Red Sox just won the World Series. The Patriots just won the Super Bowl. Uh, the Bruins do extremely well. They've won all kinds of, you know, championships. you got the Boston Celtics. How many NBA champions, cha- championships have they won throughout the years? That town has probably won more than any other town in the United States, I would think.
0: Especially of recent, yeah, of course. Yeah. I think part of it is, so, a, they're a, big market. They're a big television mm-hmm. market big yep. media market so that helped. I think to a certain extent the Patriots are a great villain. I think they're like a heel in professional yeah. wrestling that they're just yep. people love to hate them so they'll watch to see them lose or hope that they lose. So they can use that. Tom Brady is a talent. You know, so he is something they can promote. And I mean I think like I say it's good television. It's really it's good entertainment. And it's just because what? you're not from Boston that it just aggravates you.
3: <laughs> Well, that's true. You're 100% right about that. But I, honest to God, I got to tell you, it's a a situation where standing there watching this whole thing, uh, I just, by coincidence, because I don't look ahead as who's going to be on the show. So I I saw your name up there, but I didn't know what we were going to talk about because I don't like to learn ahead of time. I just like to have a very natural reaction to this whole situation. I was just talking about, uh, the businesses that I've been in, television and radio and some newspaper stuff and all the rest of it, if people don't think there's an understanding in those areas, they're 100% wrong about that, too. I see numbers pop up on, on, on television things. There is no way that actually happened, but it happens. It, it, it's all businesses, isn't it? Not just sports, not just the government. It's big business. It, a lot of it's rigged, isn't it?
0: I think. I mean, it's unfortunate, but I mean, you know, they used to rig the quiz shows back in the nineteen fifties on television for the exact same reasons I talk about sports being fixed. Is they would, you know, give these certain players the answer because they thought they were more televisionally appealing to people watching at home, <laughs> and they got busted right. for it. And so they passed <laughs> a law that said, you know, the quiz show scandal of the fifties, and they passed a yeah, law that said that's right. you can't rig intellectual contests for television. Oh. Okay. So that means Other you can't rig, okay. like Jeopardy. Yeah, you, can, you can't rig Jeopardy, but you can rig, you know, Survivor. You can rig American Idol. You can rig the NFL, right. Because they're not intellectual contests. So again, no love. But for Brian, NCAA.
3: are are all sports? Do you think all all pro sports leagues have an understanding? Because I certainly do. Yeah,
0: I do. And the sad thing is, I think this corruption, you know, goes down to the NCAA for sure. And unfortunately, oh, you yeah, even see sure. Little League baseball, for crying out loud. I mean, Little League oh, World God. Series has been fit. You know, they had that illegal team from Chicago just a few years ago, and before that, they had the 14-year-old pitcher from New York pitching against 12-year-olds and winning the World Series. <laughs> so, I mean, if it goes <laughs> oh, down God. to the Little League level, you know, yeah. come on. Why do you think, you know, the NBA or the NFL is pure? It's just being nice. I, you know, that's
3: the whole deal. I, I, I you know... I, As you grow uh, from a child into a teenager and then a young adult and an adult and then your life keeps going on, you do realize that, and I I hate to say this, but it is true, for the love of money, I mean, it's the whole deal is money to people. Not everybody, but I would say 95% of people, if they can make money, I don't care if it's straight, it's crooked, whatever it is, they'll do it. It's really frightening to me how many people are that greedy.
0: Oh, well, then it's true. I mean, you know, one of the things I found out in this other book I wrote called Larceny Games is I got every file, every FBI file through the Freedom of Information Act the Bureau had on game fixing in American sports. And in those files, I found what the FBI found was that, you know, there were Hall of Fame players in the NFL and NBA that the FBI knew were gambling on games in which they played. And I identified the names I mean, I name name them in the book Because you could figure out who they were So I mean, there are Hall of Fame players That were betting on their own sports and making money That the leagues didn't do anything about And even after the book came out ESPN didn't care that I wrote it HBO Sports didn't care Nobody cared that I found this evidence That, you know, everybody points to the FBI As being like, well, they're, you know, top of the business In terms of investigation And we can believe everything they say Well, here I found evidence of Hall of Fame players Betting on their own sport And nothing happened Nobody cares. Yeah,
3: I mean the only one I can think of that it did happen to was Pete Rose. He got burned, but he's
1: the only one I can think of. And I wonder if he was a scapegoat. Well, yeah, but that's
0: what I mean, because well, I don't think he's a scapegoat. I mean, I think he's guilty of sin, and he should be out of the Hall of Fame. <laughs> but I mean, I found proof, like I say, in the FBI files that guys like glenn Dawson were betting on NFL games. Um, Ken Stabler was probably betting on NFL games. George Blanda was betting on NFL games. Bill Russell was betting on NBA games. Will Chamberlain was betting on oh, NBA God. games. Oh, I mean, God. this stuff I found right in the files.
1: But you know what I mean by scapegoat? I say maybe the heat was on uh, professional baseball uh, that, the, that they were investigating these things, and they decided, hey, well, you know, yeah, we're going to clean up our, we're going to start cleaning things up. So they found somebody, and they cleaned up with him. There was he was the scapegoat to get the get the fuzz off them. It's possible.
0: But I also think Michael Jordan was betting on games, and he got out of it. He because was. Because of
3: what happened. He to absolutely was. Yeah. No, you're 100% right. He, he, there's every evidence. Although i got to tell you about a bet that he made once, Brian. I hope you, you'll like this as much as I did. Michael Jordan belonged to the same golf club I did for a while. I, I'm no longer there, but he was a member. And I remember he went out to play golf with the head pro from the club. And... Jordan said, do you want to put anything on the game? And the pro said, well, uh, that depends. What's your handicap? He goes, well, I'm a two. And the pro said, if you're a two, I'll bet you every house and car you own. <laughs> I just love that. That's one of my favorite things of all time. Yeah, you're a two. Okay. Uh, probably not. I find this fascinating, Brad. Do you think... it? Are you being well received around around the country uh, on on radio shows, on television shows? Are are, you, are we going to see a lot of you on television? Are people now giving you the cold shoulder because they go, "Wait a minute, this is where our revenue is." How are you being received with the with the book?
0: Well, that's exactly it. Is I wind up being the conspiracy theory guy? Well, I'm just being a skeptic. I'm skeptical of these you know sporting right. leagues and their outlets. But because I'm considered the conspiracy guy, you know, places like ESPN really won't have me. They won't touch me. They no. won't talk about me. They won't have me on the show. So I wind up on, you know, kind of more of these kind of, out, not outlandish, but, you know, more of the conspiracy type of shows, maybe some of the smaller market, you know, sports radio shows. I mean, I, I've been able to get out there. I have been on some nationally syndicated programs. But, you know, good. one of the things I found is that yeah, these you know, the ESPNs of the world don't want people to think of this way and don't want them to hear about this sort of thing. So they keep me out of the way.
3: Well, having worked for the Disney Corporation, which owns ESPN ABC television, ESPN, all the rest of it. There is no way Disney as an owner wants anyone to think anything's wrong with sports. Because it, if mm. if somebody goes after ESPN, Disney would have a fit because they have to be squeaky clean, man. It's, it's pretty amazing.
0: Well, and like you say, I'm talking about sports. I mean, in the grand scheme right. of things, who cares? You know, and I wonder what happens. You know, if this happens to me, when I've, to me, proven that – You know, I had an article the New York Post ran about something I discovered from my book, Larceny Games, where members of the New York Knicks were shaving points as a favor to their cocaine dealer. And that went viral everywhere except ESPN, which is the broadcast partner of the NBA. So, I mean, I'm sure they know about me. They knew about the story, and they were just like, we're not running this. We're not putting it up there. And I just think, you know, if this happens to me, writing about sports, you know, people who write about much more important things – what do they have to face, and what won't people release that they've uncovered that might be well more important to people than what I talk about? It's just kind of scary to think about.
3: It is scary to think about, but I, I will tell you this. It's, it's in every business. Uh, just about maybe it's a year ago now, they change the way they, they measure podcasts. I don't know if you know this or not, but they change the way they measure them and the way they now measure them, like if you if you get in your car and you turn on the radio and you listen to the radio and then you get out of the car and you go in the store and then you come back out and listen to the radio, that's two separate listens. That's not the same listen, even though you didn't change the channel. You listened, you went away, and you came back and listened. That's two separate they, – they don't do that with podcasts. If you tune in once, that's one download. It's ridiculous. But they just changed about a year ago, and, and who does that favor? Uh, the podcasts on the East and West Coast. I <laughs> mean, it's just a yeah. fact. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So it's in every business. But the book is called The Fix is Still in, Corruption and Conspiracies. The pro sports leagues don't want you to know about Brian Tui, T-U-O-H-Y. And the website is thefixisin.net. Yeah, we got to have you back, Brian, because this is – look, I still watch sure, sports, thanks. not as much as I used to, but, but I'd love to talk to you more about this. Thank you, sir.
0: No problem. Thanks for having me on, Tom. Appreciate it.
3: Absolutely. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Tom Bernard here. Hey, let me ask you, do you know me because you recognize my voice or my face? Good question, isn't it? Let me ask you another one. What do you think when I say Priority Courier Experts? Do you know them because you recognize their trucks, or do you know them by their name? Well, let me tell you something you might not know about my friends at Priority. 485 local drivers, 85 office staff. 37 million deliveries since 1997, and an opportunity for you to join their company. Drivers, you can join the fleet in your own vehicle or lease to own one of theirs. Or you can join the office staff and earn the most respectable pay in the business with 15 days off in your first year. Medical. Dental, matching 401k and a genuine chance for advancement. Just ask Robbie, who started in sales and is now director of recruitment. Over 5,000 Minnesota companies rely on priority because every time you call us, we deliver. Join the team today at priority.com. That's priority.com. I'm doing the uh, bumper music today because Cassie is on uh, she's headed to our cruise. She uh, flew out today instead of tomorrow. So Cassie's not in today, so it's me humming. That's all you're going to get. This is how it is. Um in my business, and I won't talk which business that is and be very specific, it's all measured. Just like, you know, just like every other business, I suppose. But the way they can manipulate the numbers fascinates me. And I'm not talking about any specific business here because they get really pissed off if you do that. So I'm not doing that at all. But I will tell you this. There are certain forms of media that if uh, there's a father and a mother, a two-year-old and a one-year-old, they get credit for four listeners. What's that? I mean, seriously, you want to talk about how you're trying to fudge the numbers and move them around. You know, view the views are, are weird. The listening are weird. N- the network downloads are weird. They they are, have, have screwed with everything now. So I don't know what what to tell you about honesty in any business. It's not just pro sports. It's not just our government. It's everything is fixed now pretty much.
1: Don't you think? Yep. I think there's, there's an element to Fixing to uh, make a couple dollars more and uh, whether it's changing the lights in a, in a place or piping in special music at a restaurant yep. uh, to yep. uh, make you eat more, brink, drink brink more, uh, make things taste sweeter so you think you may want to have a dessert. I mean it's just – it is it is everywhere and some of it's uh, collusion, some of it's corruption, some of it's illegal, but some of it is just mm-hmm. stuff that's just unsavory they just
5: uh, really yeah it's true well, it's interesting. and it's every it's everything yeah tom so you talk about people you know listening how they listen to a podcast typically i'll listen to one while i'm exercising and i you know exercise for an hour and then i come back mm-hmm. later in the day to listen to it again so right so theoretically a shorter podcast is you know someone can listen to it in one sitting but a longer one typically will get the way that they change this more more listens So if someone comes back and and listens to it twice, that counts as two separate listeners. It does.
3: But but in radio, again, if I'm on for an hour and you listen, you get out of your car, get back in and listen, and you get at home, and then you turn it on in your house, that – Used to be, or it's, it still is in most, like television, radio, all that. You know, the, some of the digital stuff, but those are three separate listens. When wow. podcasting now, it's one. You go once; that's all you do. Oh, okay. That's all they get credit for is one listen. That's it. Yeah, but uh, I've never understood that
1: television. You can't move around like that. You're typically, telev- no, you
3: can't move around like, right
1: because you can't watch but, it in your car. You can't, you know, listen to a podcast. I mean, it's just only audio entertainment is that way that has that sort of uh, perturbation. Uh, uh, in in the system,
3: yeah. I, I just I I really wish they would leave business alone and let everybody compete on an even keel level. If everybody could just compete on the same level, it'd be wonderful. But it's never it's not possible because there's just too much money involved. There too it's too easy to tip the scales, and so human beings cannot help themselves but to do it.
1: So and that's uh, right. Now, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was, was going
3: to move on to talk to talk, ask you about your business uh, so what were you say
1: well, I was gonna say that that when Brian mentioned that 200 or 250 billion dollars <laughs> in illegal gambling revenue I mean, I, I, it, it's it's hard to comprehend it's hard to comprehend that it
3: right? is it really is so basically if it's 250 billion dollars that's what what does that come down to? A, a, a thousand bucks per person in the United States.
4: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, honestly, God.
1: yeah. And, and if it's you, a thousand bucks per person, right? And if you look at NFL games, uh, the season's what? Fourteen? Oh, no, no, How many total games to the 16. Super Bowl? Is it Sixteen. Sixteen. Oh, with the Super Bowl, it's can nineteen or twenty, depending. Okay, well, let's let's call it twenty. If it's two, and you say, and, and if you, and that's really probably one of the ones that's bet on the most, I would guess. So that's... Oh, God, yes. So that's $2 billion a week? Man. Yeah. $2 I billion mean, dollars a week.
3: That's, that's pretty a damn
1: lot cool. of money. And so that leaves plenty of money for all the other sports.
3: Okay, now, I'm not talking about you, you know, and you don't need to comment on this at all, but we got a call from a woman this morning. It's a lovely woman. She called in, and she her husband has been laid off, so he's not working. She's got two little kids, like three and one-year-old, and... One of her children needs medication. It costs her $350 a month for the medication. They went on vacation in Mexico, and she went into, you know, just some farm, a, a drugstore, whatever whatever it is, right? She saw the same exact medication in Mexico for $5.
1: Yep. What's that? And, it, and What it the is, hell is that? And it is the same medication it is coming out of the same factory it might even have the same labels although there there might be in addition to an english insert there's probably a spanish insert yes i mean that's that's really the only difference so why do
3: and americans pay more for for pharmaceuticals than any other country in the world is that correct because that's what i've been told yeah because we're rich why because because there is money there to get
1: right and big pharma has has a system in place that generates that and drives that. Yeah, because we've been told
3: in America that basically we pay for all the research and development on all drugs, pretty much. Yeah, sure. Is I'm that, is yeah, that also
1: true? We're funding the world's uh, you know uh, advanced drugs. So that that uh, <laughs> immunization that they're using for Ebola, which is necessary and important for Africa, we paid for. Yep,
3: well, we pay for that. That's yeah. exactly right. So basically. Even though, if we hadn't entered World, we I wasn't even born yet. But if the United States hadn't entered World War II, we'd all be speaking German, and we also pay for all research and development, and pay, uh, you know, twelve hundred times more for our drugs than anybody else
1: does. What the hell is that? Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it's amazing. And you know, it's one thing to, uh, you know, and that really that example of the, the drugs that go to Africa. Uh, they really don't have the system to sort of pay for that, so I'm almost okay, no. you know, paying a little extra and letting them you know, develop something like that for the people there, rather than just paying for everybody in everybody else in the world to have cheap drugs because you know they got a couple yeah. bucks in yeah. Mexico, they got bucks in, in France and in Canada, so they can they can kick in a little bit.
3: But she was talking about spending seventy times more in the United States sure. than you do in Mexico. Sure,
1: seventy times more. That's right. <laughs> God,
3: so uh, here's a question I have for you, and you're a doctor, you're a medical doctor, so you know, you're the guy to talk to about this. I I just I don't really understand how any politician can step up and say we need uh, health care for we, uh, Medicare for everyone. Well, I have a question. If if Medicare is such a wonderful system, why aren't you using it? Because our politicians have a completely different. Uh, medical program that they're members of it's not like ours at all correct that's
1: correct and it is a gold no no platinum platinum double diamond uh program where they get everything they want immediately anytime any place anything okay so they're they're running for office an medicare for everyone well why aren't you
3: using it then if it's if it's so wonderful why aren't you on
1: medicare that's right it's right a, yeah there's a hypocrisy there that no one wants to admit and certainly they're not going to admit it because they got such a sweet deal yeah it's just the whole thing why do people listen to
3: that and this is for you know josh and andy and ralph and everybody listening. Why do we listen to this stuff? It just why an, on earth would we go? Yes, we need Medicare for. Well, ask them. Why aren't you on Medicare if it's so wonderful, mm. Congressperson?
1: Yeah. Why aren't you there? Nobody ever asks those
3: questions though, do they?
1: Nope. They don't want to. They don't want to. I don't. Know, I don't know why. Why they want to challenge people like that? It, it makes no sense. You know?
3: Andy and Josh, why do you think that people just ignore the truth? Why do they ignore the truth? How does it make them feel better?
5: Well, I think. You know, for me, I out in California. I perfectly healthy, you know, thirty-some year old, and you know, have to pay four hundred and fifty dollars a month for average coverage that I still have to pay for a tremendous amount of stuff (laughs) out of pocket, and it's insane (laughs) to me to think that's how Mm -hmm. expensive it is. And you know, knowing that there's other options out there, just that that terrifies me. The the to even think about using some sort of healthcare care that that is free. Just knowing what the quality I get for what I'm paying for. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my just a
3: just to me, what Andy? What do you
2: think? Um, I think people would just they believe what they want to believe because it's more comfortable. It's as simple uh, as that. Perfect example. If someone says vote for me and I'll give you some free stuff, they'll vote for that person because they will. And Yeah. yeah, and even if they don't, they'll say, Oh well, maybe next time if I do it because there's no cost to them to vote well, that they can comprehend, but Right. There's no cost immediate cost to them to vote for this person. So even if it doesn't work out, you know, what's what's the harm? So might as well just vote for free stuff every time and if you win the lottery that one time, then there you go.
3: I guess that's what it is. It's very simplistic uh, thinking. A friend a friend of mine during the morning show this morning sent me uh, – actually, it was last night he sent it to me. Um, but this whole – and I don't want to get into the Jussie Smollett thing because obviously it, it, it looks – even CNN has turned on him now. So yep. if they've turned on him, it's pretty much the <laughs> fact bad. that he did tee this whole thing up, right? But this friend of mine looked at it. Hundreds of times this has happened in the United States, including, I believe, an Asian claimed that he or she was attacked because they were Asian in Minnesota. Turned out it was 100 percent lie. Oh, it yeah. There's
2: tons and tons of fake hate crimes yep. going on, but those aren't reported on. No.
3: And he used the Tawana Brawley case 32 uh. years ago. OK, 32 years ago. Right. It was 1987. Right. Right. 32 years ago, Tawana Brawley said she was raped, and Al Sharpton stuck his nose in it, and he knew it wasn't true. Not one thing about it was true. It was found out that it wasn't true, and Al Sharpton never had to answer for that. Why not? Why?
1: Because... because, Everybody wants to believe him as being pure, just like everyone wants to, buddy to believe <laughs> – no, be, no, they want to believe that sports are pure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they, people want to believe in these sort of things. And that, and you know, that's – they just – oh, I can't imagine. He, it was an honest mistake on his part. He was just trying to help. An honest mistake. That, that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. I mean it's – Here's a guy. Yeah.
3: Guy involved in a conspiracy against the people of the United States because she wanted to sue everybody in sight and it never happened. Al Sharpton knew it never happened, happened, excuse me. Uh, the, my friend also sent me a list. Al Sharpton has been invited to the White House 80 times since that happened. 80 times he's been invited to the White House.
2: I feel like so he's I some sort care. of like agent provocateur hired by someone <laughs> that because his existence just makes no sense he has no, such little credibility that i don't know of anyone that takes him seriously at all and yet he's he's, he's rich Blair. he's famous he's powerful it just doesn't, doesn't pay his taxes doesn't make any sense
1: yeah where's the money come from
2: yeah what does he do Andy, would, would you check and see he I think he still owes the
3: federal government around $5 million in back taxes. Is there any way you could look that up quickly? Because if that's true, why isn't he in prison? If he still owes all that money to the federal government in taxes, why isn't he in prison? Anybody else did it, they'd be going to prison. I can promise you that. I have had people I know go to prison for, for not paying their taxes. And it wasn't a situation where they evaded taxes. They paid most of their taxes, but not all of them, and they ended up in prison. Look, I'm not arguing that one way or another. Should they have gone or should they have not gone? But how much money – is there any number on Al Sharpton how much he still owes the federal government in back taxes?
2: well it was it was five million in November 2014, but that was a while ago Okay, right uh I don't really think there's been an update on that, so I don't know so
3: well, if he had paid him, there would have been an
1: update, don't you think? Not necessarily. I don't know on the yeah. news cycle. They don't report stuff like that. No. You know, they're, 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 it's useless. <laughs> the news, they useless. I mean, because they would, what a way. They a, are useless. You know, he made a mistake. He paid his taxes. Good for you, Al. You know, we have a lot more respect for you.
2: Yeah. Someone owes $5 million is news, but someone pays their taxes is not news. So they don't report on that.
3: But, but how do you get invited to the White House if you're not paying your taxes?
1: How does that ever even happen? That's right. Why does he get a ticket to the White House, and I don't?
3: Well,
1: that's what you mm. get for
3: paying your taxes.
1: There uh, you go. Know, nothing.
3: I don't know what to tell you. Well, Josh, you came in and ruined the show. Let me just point that out. <laughs> It was unbelievable. Uh, but in any case, it was nice of you to come in. I, your father texted me and said, okay, to bring Josh and I said, hell no. But he did
5: anyway. <laughs> we snuck in anyway. No, but he, said he, he snuck
3: in anyway. There
1: Is he go. out of prison?
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thanks. I appreciate unbelievable.
3: it. Oh, great having you in. Thanks, Ralph. Thanks, Andy. You're and you're welcome. we it's will good to be talk- here. Absolutely. Talk to you tomorrow. Tom Bernard Show.